Hello and thank you for listening to episode 511 of 6TMW. 511? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the fuck have you been doing with yourself? <laughs> Surely I've got more important things to do. <laughs> you fucking nude. <laughs> I'm Dave. And this this is the first proper 60 Minutes Into show. Hopefully, just the other week you listened to the intro show that me and my fellow co-host you've just heard there recorded. That has got all the rules because, yeah, there's rules and point scoring mm. and everything in these shows. So if you haven't heard that, please go and listen to it. There will be a link to it in the podcast notes um, because it is essential, especially as we get to the second half of the show, that you listen to that. Uh, I'm just, you've heard co-host, I will introduce him now. Uh, as always, I just need to look out of the window here at 60MW Towers. <laughs> All right, all right. So, Dave, I'm coming, mate. Mate, you think they'd be used oh, to you being by Jesus now? Now they know that you're coming to record these shows. <sighs> It'll never leave me. Oh. It's a curse and a blessing. Yes, folks, it's Ramrod. He's back. Thank you, and uh, it's nice to be here with you, Dave. It's good, mate. It's good. The, the first proper one. This is where we see... <laughs> I can hear him fighting the laughter already. <laughs> this is where we see if this idea that we had works. No. <laughs> the bit of the film that we've seen already. <laughs> this is going to be hard work. This is going to be fucking difficult. Um, okay, now I did say, obviously we are now 60 minutes into the 1997 film, Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Not not Blood Moon, but... Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Yeah. Now, we did talk about this before, and I thought, you've listeners, you've heard me on so many fucking shows, so it's only fair that Ramrod leads... This part and after the break as well, and talks you through the movie that we're watching. What's happened so Jesus far? Jesus Christ! The characters. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, then you don't know about this, mate. Mm-hmm. You knew that I'd got some new sound drops ready. Oh, I've seen your little magic sound yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'll get one that I might. It may be used. It may not be used. After not only the first sixty minutes into this film, Fucking mate, press the button, Dave. The first. <laughs> the first. Three minutes, I could have pressed this button so many times, so just get ready, because I'm sure we're going to be pressing this button oh. quite, quite a bit. Hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I concur. What the fuck? If that doesn't sum up this film, what we've seen so far, mate. I mean, please, take it away. Mate. 97's Blood Moon. Um, well, I've got notes. <laughs> It's I a mean, fucking good job you've got. I'll, I'll tell you what, mate. Well, we've put on this film and it's uh, it's streaming on YouTube. It is. It's How how long was the running time on it again? Sorry. It's about an hour 38, 39. So. Which is a nice lean running time. That's good. Christopher Nolan, take note. Yes. Um, so Blood Moon, Blood Moon <laughs> is a, a 1997 martial arts, mm-hmm. I'd like to say serial killer thriller. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, that probably sums it up. Yeah. So a martial arts serial killer thriller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And it stars Gary Daniels. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who don't know, Gary Daniels is the like working man's um, Scott Adkins. <laughs> um, Gary was very prolific, I'd say, in the nineties. Oh hell yeah! At yeah. straight to shit action movies, and he's great. I, I mean, we let's get it fair from the art. We both love Gary Daniels. If you see Gary's name attached to a film, you're going to get fighting, you're going to get stunts. We'll you're watch gonna it. Get, yeah, fucking we'll yeah. watch it. Give us a beer, we'll stick it on. And we've watched quite a few of his over the years together with a beer or two. Well, and this, for some six. reason... Oh, six, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, May, how has this passed us by? Um, I'm quite glad it has, because had yeah. we have watched this one drunken night as our third movie, we wouldn't have had the joy we've just had it was watching always, this. It was always the third movie that we never remembered. I have got so so many films I've lost in my brain, <laughs> but this will stay with me forever. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, this movie is, it starts off with, well, I will refer to our notes because we've had to make notes, so we're going to just yeah, say it like, will, as it goes. Yeah, you will hear some paper. Or of course, we're not going to do a deep dive into the film because, the, as we said in the intro show, we don't know a thing about these films before we watch them, so we no can't idea. do any research on them, so don't expect that. We're just going to tell you our experience of watching it as it happened. We've gone in blind, yeah, and we have discovered something magical. Oh, my God, we have. Um, so I, I will look at my first notes, and it says, special appearance by Frank, and I want to like, my own writing isn't great, but it says <laughs> Gorshwin. Now, I really didn't know who that was when mm. we saw that special appearance. And then when we saw him revealed, it's the Riddler from TV's Batman. Yes. So you all can picture this dude right now. And he's the shouty police captain. And fuck me, does he shout. We, I think he's a little bit racist, yeah. even though he hasn't used any racist terms. But the main copper in it is Chuck. Yeah. Now, Chuck is black. Yeah. And everybody else so far in the movie is white. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time the Riddler, as we'll just call him now. Yeah, we'll call him the Riddler. Interacts Sergeant with Chuck, Riddler. <laughs> Sergeant Riddler shouts at him like he's his dog. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so nice to everybody else. <laughs> so this is sort of setting up the, the feel of the movie. Yeah. Um, we we opened on that fight scene. Um, there's a, the, he was like the light heavyweight champion or something training yeah, in the yeah. gym. And then somebody appears dressed in black and he looks like crying Freeman or the crow or something like that. And he does some amazing martial arts display with a little mask on and then murders this guy. Yeah. We all thought it was Gary Daniels doing the fighting. We were waiting for Gary Daniel. We didn't know which character Gary Daniels was going to be. And we, no idea. both of us thought it was him in the mask, didn't we, to begin with? Because he had like a, a bit of a British accent, yeah. dark hair, good fighter. Very good fighter. Um, yeah. This film was uh, written and directed, no, sorry, f directed and fight choreographed yes. by, and I made a note of his name and I can't find it. I want to, <laughs> I'm going to say his name was Tony something. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell it's made by a guy that likes a bit of a fight scene. And um, yeah, that's a theme throughout the movie. The fight scenes so far with this first hour are very, very good fight scenes. They're, ve they're very good. Um, there has been, there's been instances, hasn't there, where you've gone, oh, if I can keep the camera still. Because yeah. he's, he's gone just a little bit too wild with the camera and then... It looks like he's bottled it at some point. Yeah. It looks like he's gone to lay out a nice Jackie Chan old school police story sort of fight scene and then somebody's gone, Tony... Uh, that's enough. Yeah. We've got to move on. Even though that fight scene could have been fucking epic. Yeah. But he cuts it short. But what you do get is some really good... There's some, there's some really good stuff in Some that. good Hong Kong cinema fight scenes. There in is, it. yeah. Um, but you also get this really weird sort of plot, which is that this guy who's dressed like the crow with this little, like, masquerade... It's like a, mask it's, yeah, it's a yin-yang... Mask sex mask. It's a sex, a sex mask. mask. Basically, it's a sex mask. And he's got these amazing boots. Which well, are... that's the first thing you see of him, though, the isn't boots. it? Once the champ is, like, training in the in the gym where, the, like, all the guys are working out and they're fighting in the ring and they're hitting the punch bag. And then there's this woman in, like, 
it's still in the eighties leotard gear oh, yeah, on, the, on like a on a spin machine or <laughs> the something. The bird on a bike, <laughs> and you know when you see like a fa- like a uh, like a masculine sort of gym scene, mm. there would not be a bird on a bike. <laughs> Just doing, a, and I'm not saying she shouldn't be there. Don't get me wrong, listeners. I, I'm, I'm all for it, but she stood out a little bit. She did with all that masculinity, got, and then she's just cycling away. You got no business being there. Plus, when this dude turns up with his metal boots on, but that's that's all you see is his boots walking underneath the, the lockers, isn't it? They're these weird, like metal-covered boots, cowboy boots, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sort of like cowboy boots, but with all this metal shit all over them. Metal, and we laughed a lot. Oh my god, mate! This because first few minutes was—we really were for the first three minutes. All we were doing, and we—I think we must have rewound it at <laughs> least three times in the first three minutes because <laughs> because we were constantly going. Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I nearly choked on my fucking you drink. Did. You leaned forward, and I thought this drink going to go all over the floor here. The first three minutes of this film are too much. <laughs> There's too much to unpack in the first three minutes. Plus, when you don't know what you're watching. Yeah. Because like, like Dave said, we don't have the joy of knowing anything about these. We just get the joy of discovering the yeah, madness oh yeah. as we go on. Yeah. Um, so we see the first fight scene. It's bizarre, but it's still good. Mm. And um, we find out that our killer is not Gary Daniels. No. Nope. Even though he's pretty close to Gary Daniels. Mm. And um, he's just killing really good fighters. Yeah, for some reason... He's he's got a grudge, hasn't he, about these people who are good fighters, and you don't know why. You don't know why. I still he, don't know why. He really gets off on like fucking them up, though. Fucking them up the what? Well, <laughs> well, actually, he really gets off on on fingering them to death. Fingering them to death. Would you like to explain him double fingering people to death? The first time we see him penetrate someone with his index and his what would you call the next finger to your index finger? Your, your, your fingering finger. Your fingering. So those two fingers. Fingering finger. He doth dispatch people with his two fingers. Now, at first I went, ooh, knife fingers. He's got yeah, knife yeah, fingers. Yeah. But then there's a little uh, Freddy Krueger scene later on where it shows him attaching two metal fingers onto his hand and screwdriver in them on. Yeah, he's got he's got detachable fingers. So that, he can he can sort of pick what fingers he wants well, to use. So that's interesting mm. because why are they blunt and why aren't they sharp when you see them? They're just <laughs> finger-shaped weapons. They are. The, yeah, actually, Why aren't they yeah. sharp? Why aren't they spikes? Yeah, that's a good point. You think he <laughs> would have sharpened them up? How did he get to the point of making these fingers and thought, if this is the way I'm going to murder people, I better make them sharp yeah. so they kill people? Yeah. He's that hard. They're blunt. What if somebody had got like really strong stomach muscles and he went to do that? He'd just bounce off them. Yeah. But we also learned that when he kicks people with his metal shoes, it sounds like metal hitting metal. It does. So I've been hit with the metal thing before and it just goes... <laughs> it doesn't go ding. Because <laughs> the first fight, this champ in the ring... He kicks, he kicks him in the stomach, doesn't he? Yeah. And it just sounds like metal on metal. Ding. And then about 30 seconds later... He misses a kick and he kicks the metal lockers. It makes exactly the same Same. sound. That dude was that hard. Yeah. That it was like kicking metal. Yeah. And then he... Does he give him the fingers, the first guy? Yeah, no, he fingers him. Fingers the first guy. Oh, he loves fingering people. Why doesn't he finger him in the neck or in the head? He's always sort of in in the... the, Like in the belly or in the chest? Yeah. Or is it the heart? 
And that's probably the heart. Yeah, with his blunt metal fingers. <laughs> his blunt fingers. So after this show, what we're going to do is make our own blunt metal fingers <laughs> and see if we can penetrate each other with them. <laughs> Um, they'll be available on the merch site. Dave's yeah. going to put up. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy your own yeah. faux metal fingers. Yeah. Hashtag um, 60MW Death Fingers. <laughs> death Fingers. It's a good name for a punk band. Though. Oh, God, yeah. So we've got Death Finger Guy. And then we've got our Copper Chuck. Yeah. Who um, is a magician. <laughs> Bit of a left turn. Now you find that out quite by surprise. <laughs> The whole fucking thing's a surprise. He's ta- isn't he talking to a fellow female cop to begin with? And then he brings out yeah. this red, like fake red rose from his sleeve with a ridiculous bling sound bing. effect. <laughs> we, that's another one I that think we that's had to really wind because we're going... I nearly choked did, at that point. <laughs> did, did we see that? <laughs> He's a magician. And then he pulls like brightly coloured handkerchiefs out of his sleeve. As he's talking to somebody about a dead person. It's a dead person. He starts pulling a fucking cascade of handkerchiefs out. Well, a cadaver, the dead person, that dead champ is in front of him at this stage, isn't he? That's that's where they are. They're in the gym. And he's <laughs> doing, doing magic, magic to try and impress a fellow female officer. Can I just remind you, 1997, this came out. Oh, my God. This is after Jurassic Park. This is ma- like Matrix territory. Jesus Christ. Somebody thought that was a good choice. That would be good. And he also can jump over things and dance out of his car. So you get quite a feeling early on that Chuck, the copper, is a bit handy as well. Yeah. He's a bit of a fighter, He's maybe. good because he pulls... Oh, I've just got to mention as well, when he's in front of that the first dead body and he's pulled the rose out and then he pulls the <laughs> handkerchiefs out. And then he pulls out a little white handkerchief and he puts he puts it on the dead body. <laughs> and you said, oh, he's going to make him disappear. <laughs> it was so weird. But the thing is, if that would have happened... It would have made sense. Yeah, but we wouldn't have been surprised at this point already. If something as fucking bizarre as that would have happened, we'd have gone... Stop, man. We'd have gone, oh, all right then. And we're like about five minutes into it now and something so fucking weird would have been normalised at this point. Making a corpse disappear with a handkerchief. (laughs) We'd have gone, well, he's a magician. And then we're watching it and thinking, this is a film we've got to make predictions about. This is why this is a very difficult first movie. Because we've got no fucking idea, like minute to minute, what is going to happen at all. We've already established we've got a masquerade weird sex finger killer. A cop who's a magician, angry police chief that is probably racist, but he's really holding back. The angry... Now, we've seen this in so many films, mate, with an angry police chief. I have to admit, in all honesty... (laughs) He's the angriest. He's the angriest. I cannot remember an angrier police chief than this guy. He's on a mission to die on the job by giving himself an aneurysm. There's a scene with him and Chuck in the lift... And it, oh, it's it's a bit of acting genius because he starts and he's a little bit pissed off with him and he's talking to him. By the end of the scene, he, you think he's going to really is going to burst a blood vessel. He's going to turn into a Kira <laughs> and just go ballistic and oh, absorb he, him. He really loses his shit. One quick note as well, though, with the director or, or editor, I guess, um, when it finishes that scene, you know, when the, when the champ has died. And yeah. He's done the failed attempt to make him disappear with his little but white his, hanky. Yeah, his magic hanky. Yeah, and so it's... Um, because it's called Blood Moon, there are a lot of shots of the 
Blood moon. The blood moon. So you get this close-up of the blood moon. Lovely transition into a red traffic the light. The traffic light transition. Wasn't that nice? We've got to mention that We've because to, yeah. we did comment. We did and, comment on and that. And as film appreciators, yeah. we did appreciate that. was a nice bit of direction from a, pro a guy probably called Tony. If it's not his name, the director, I do apologise. I should have written it down, but I feel like there it's was Tony. Too, there was too much to write down in it's those first much. few minutes because we're both sat there. Just to pull the curtain to one side, I mean, we both sat there with a few pieces of A4 paper and a pen each just to make the notes for when we come up and record. Because, again, we don't know anything about the film. We were both scribbling along like, fuck Honestly. I I rewind it. It was like rewind that scene it. in The Changeling, you know, when she's like writing something on a page because she's possessed and it's just scr scr scribble, scribble. It was like was that. It was it? too much. Was it? it was too much. Oh, yeah. So we got into, um, we got in, so we've got the scene of the movie. We know what's going on, but then we're introduced finally to Gary Daniels' character. Because by this point, we're like, when the fuck is Gary Daniels coming into it? We he's were the lead. really wondering, weren't we? Where's Gary? Yeah. Well, he's Will Graham from Manhunter. He's on the beach with his kid. He's even yeah. got blonde hair. Yeah. And he's a mind hunter. Now, back in 1997, I'll be honest, I wouldn't know what the fuck a mind hunter was mm -hmm. until I saw Mind Hunters on Netflix. Yeah. So now I know he's like a FBI profiley serial killer catcher type. Yeah. And he's essentially Will Graham. They've ripped Manhunter straight off there oh, for my money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Chuck comes to recruit him so they can catch this killer together. Mm. Chuck doesn't need his help because he's a magician and he's a good cop <laughs> and he can do magic and jump around. Yeah. But they need Gary because he's a mind hunter. Yes. But Gary's got a past. Oh. And this is the case he could never solve by the looks of it. I think. Yeah, yeah, had, sort of the case that always eluded him. a bit him. sweaty about the whole thing when, yeah. he, when he was brought up to him and he yeah. had pictures in his house and and like he had a memory. And then he had a weird photo on his uh, mantelpiece of what we thought was Saddam Hussein. <laughs> we did. On the first look. <laughs> we were looking at each other going, why has he got a picture of Saddam Hussein? Well, first it was ice. I, I said Pablo Escobar because yeah. it was a bit out of focus. Dave then threw in Colonel Gaddafi <laughs> and then we settled on Saddam Hussein yes. and we saw it in focus. Yeah. Then, now bear in mind, we're not watching this on Blu-ray here. We're watching this on a streaming on YouTube. Yeah, and it does. it is giving us the proper VHS experience. It is like watching oh it on VHS back in the day. It's glorious. Yeah, we, oh, God, yeah. But it's, that... it's, it's a nice sort of like retrofied, still widescreen, but still a nice VHS feel yeah. to it. yeah. But we could make out it was Saddam Hussein oh, in that God, picture yeah, yeah. pretty clearly. Yeah. It wasn't. It was, uh, a, I'd like to say, a Japanese gentleman mm -hmm. yeah. um, who was Gary's sensei <gasps> back in the day. Yes. And probably the killer's sensei yes. as well. Did we establish that? The, um, I don't know. I can't remember if by that stage, if it was established. No, I don't think he knew him. I think he's just gone to kill him. Yeah, but by this point, after 60 minutes, we do know that he was the sensei of both of them. He was. Yeah. And they have a nice little fight mm -hmm. um, with swords. Yeah, first sword fight. Nice little sword fight. And now this is the one thing we've got to point out. This was 1997. So this mm -hmm. is early days of the internet and mobile phone computer technology was creeping into... Yeah, it was all early um, days. The zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. And um, we all know what it was like back in the day to like watch a bit of porn. It was took ages. Yeah, was it real? Was it real player? Really tiny little square box, very pixelated, buffered like fuck. Mm. This Often guy, pausing. this guy's high end. He's got he's got cameras set up 
live stream 1997 live streaming him sword fighting <laughs> this guy to the coppers who were hunting him somehow he's streaming it to their shitty old copper pcs in full screen what would have been fantastic yeah. resolution so they can see him murdering Saddam, yeah. uh, not Saddam Hussein, the Japanese guy. <laughs> the sensei. The sensei. Yeah. Because so, he sets up, yeah. doesn't he? He goes, to, he goes to the dojo and he opens his briefcase and he gets out. And fair play for 97, it is like a little handy cam. It's not one of those big fucking slot in a VHS cassette on your shoulder kind shoulder. of things. Yeah. It's not one of those. So it's pretty state of the art, I guess, for that time. Yeah. And he says about balances it on the open top of the briefcase. And does a dial-up with a mobile phone. With a mobile phone. Dial-up internet. Mind-blowing. Which is, like you said, mate, streaming perfectly to the police. I mean, how did he do that connect? So ahead of its time, this film. He's a fucking tech genius. He's a genius, isn't he? He is. But even an hour into this movie, we still don't know why he's a tech genius. We no. We've seen pictures of him when he was maybe younger and a champion fighter. Yeah. When did he get this amazing education in computers? We still don't know. While he was making metal blunt fingers yeah. to kill people with. But how did he lose his fingers? How did he lose his fingers? We don't know how he lost not, his fingers. It's not even a plot point that There's he's like got metal fingers. 38 minutes to go and, and he, we don't know how he lost his fingers. Interesting. So, as we approach... <laughs> the hour mark on this film so we had another killing in the interim um he murdered a guy who looked like rob van damme the wrestler we did who, think it was <laughs> well, i thought it was rob van damme yeah um when he killed him we saw it was clearly a stunt guy in a lovely blonde wig which the was end. really nice. i mean he has a good fight i mean all like you said all the fights are really good and th yeah. that is another good fight but the end of the fight where rob van damme gets chucked out of a window it is clearly rvd <laughs> it is clearly <laughs> A stunt guy in a very bad wig. A really bad fucking wig. Um, we go from there and we see that Ken, who is Gary Daniels' character, mm -hmm. so you could say Ken from Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And Chuck have now been paired up, reluctantly. Yeah. Um, classic, you know, buddy. Well, when they met, didn't they? Because, of course, you know, Ken's in the oh, estranged relationship. Oh, yeah. He's taking his daughter to the beach. His, his wife, not divorced, separated. Yeah, why make a point of that? Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, they're going to get back together, surely. He's waiting for him at his house. He's not there. Then Chuck turns up looking for Ken. Oh, it's Ken's estranged wife and Chuck waiting. Chuck And uh, Ken turns up. <laughs> and, and obviously, because Chuck meets Ken's, you know, wife. Yeah. She's still his wife. Still his wife. What's the first thing he does? Yeah. A bit of magic for it. Just some magic, because that's how he gets the fanny. Poly <laughs> that's, I mean, when was the first time you saw him do the magic in the movie? Who was he doing it oh, for? Yeah. A young blonde yeah. cop. Yeah. Oh, she was like, ooh, ha, ha you're a magician. Oh, look at you. As soon as he sees another white woman, boom, boom. magic for Out it. Out comes the fucking flower from the sleeve, mate. That That's his go-to, is yeah. his flower from the sleeve, isn't Wins it? Wins any woman over, mate. <laughs> Have you never done it randomly to a woman? No, I've got to admit that, that was one trick that passed me by. Keep flowers up your sleeve, Keep Dave. flowers, that's, that's a secret. When you walk the dog, you never know who you're going to see, man. <laughs> and that's the easy way to get funny. It so is. it would have worked had she not have been in a relationship with Gary yeah. Daniels, who's so, really funny. Yeah, so Ken and his daughter appear and he sees, because his, his, his wife trips over, doesn't she? And, oh, yeah, she definitely. And Chuck that. catches her. So when Ken appears in the car, he's got... 
Oh, you're shagging him, are you? Oh, yeah, you're shagging him. Oh, yeah. Look at you holding flowers and your arm in arm. It's like, yeah, what's he going on here? He even gives him shit about how he's treating his ex-wife. <laughs> he does. He's just met her. He he's does. never met him. <laughs> and we've already established how fucking cool Chuck is because, I mean, come on, magic. Let, let's yeah. start there. The way, and we've seen this twice up to now in this first 60 minutes, the way he picks up a phone... Oh, he flips it off he the receiver. He doesn't pick up a phone, does he? He sort of karate chops. Chops it. One end so it flies in the air. Then he catches it, immediately puts it to his ear. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I you, mean... You are never going to be, when he when he pulls up, though, on a motorbike outside a building where there's, <laughs> where there's a police do not cross line. I mean, he just pulls up on the bike. And what, I mean, what does he do? He just some sort of weird like, flips he, somersault like over a, it. The... the What's the Lee Majors show? What was it called? The Six Million Dollar Man? Six Million Dollar Man, yeah. Sort of thing that he did. Like, I mean, there's also an impossible kick in this movie with somebody's leg who's bent and then he just straightens his leg out and that is a kick. I couldn't do that. So your homework tonight, listeners, is if you can answer a phone. Now, not a mobile phone, by the way. yeah. It has to be an old phone old on the receiver. A dial phone. See if you can chop one end of it and see if you can catch it in midair. Yeah. I bet you can't. Because he's done it twice in 60 minutes now. He's my fucking hero. He's amazing. Chuck is my hero so yeah. far. Yeah. So now they're partners. Yeah. And they're on the hunt for the killer. Yeah. Um, Chuck has been blown up also at this point because <laughs> he goes to the scene of a crime where the blonde RVD guy. Rob Van Dam. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. No, it was the. Was it? No, it was where was the sensei died. It was the dojo that had been he blown up. Blew up the dojo, and yeah. we don't really know why. But when Chuck turns up to have a look, an explosion goes off, and I mean a big fucking Christopher proper, Nolan type explosion. Proper explosion. Chuck is right there. Yeah, he's dead. He should be dead. Oh yeah, he should be dead. But he's not because he had a crash helmet on because he was on his motorbike. <laughs> Fuck the rest of his body. He's not even charred. No, there's no. There was nothing. nothing, was there? And what does the police chief say to him when he comes there? Just gives him shit for being alive. Yeah. Why did you go there fucking? And his head's going. Yeah. Never, doesn't even think to ask, you all right, mate? You all right, Chuck? All right, have you got blown up, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, no. But then Gary Daniels walks in and now we see a change. <laughs> now, I knew this was coming with the chief and that's why I yeah, think he's, he's, a, he's a right-wing piece of shit. <laughs> because Gary Daniels walks in and he's fucking really nice to Ken. But... um. He's not nice to Chuck. Never. I we, mean, we haven't seen him in this first full hour, mate, once be nice to Chuck, no. have we? Not once. Because he's a racist. He's got to be. I'm calling out the Riddler from Batman <laughs> is a racist. All right? I'd love to meet him. I mean, he's probably dead now, God rest his soul in fears. But if he's ever alive and if he's ever at a Comic Con somewhere, have a word with him about Blood Moon. Mm. Say, was that character or was that you? Because it feels like it was you. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there was too much passion in that performance. Bastard. Um, so as we go on, then we get introduced to Ken's niece now who's come into it. Yeah. Um, who was his sensei's adopted fucking daughter yes. or something. Kelly. Kelly. Now, Kelly is young, white, blonde, wholesome, and uh, I'm leaving it there. <laughs> so who, of course, is attracted to her? Well... Everybody. <laughs> Who gets his flowers out? <laughs> Chuck's trying his luck. Oh, he is trying. Chuck's trying his luck, But yes. again, it's another one close to Ken, and uh, it looks like Ken's got all the birds and Chuck hasn't got any. Now, we, I've got to touch on this as well. 
What is Chuck's home life like? We haven't seen him go home. Has he got kids? That's, Has he got a wife? That's a good point, mate. We've seen now. We've seen Ken at home. We know everything about Ken. We, we, he's sort of distraught, and he's like, "Oh, you know, oh, my wife was separated. I love my daughter, and blah de blah de blah." Chuck, though, yeah, we haven't. We've not. No. We've only ever seen him in like a work environment and being blown to shit, more or less. He's been blown up. He's a victim of bloody prejudice. Yeah. In his job. Yeah. And he does not stop policing. You'd that think, is his life. Think of any of the two characters that you know should be at home going fucking hell. This going is home to his it wife should, it should be yeah. him, not Ken. That we yeah. have the scene with going, oh fuck my life. And Ch- like Ch- I was going to say his name wrong, but Chuck for me is like Wang in Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> he does everything. Yeah, yeah. And Jack Burton, who Gary Daniels, yeah. is just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, even in a scene where they get led astray to like some drug dealer's house by the uh, tech genius killer. Yeah. Um who let's get it right before we go any further. So th- so Ken Ken says right well, oh it, it was it was somebody to do with a case from Ken's past and he knows a tech genius. Yes. Obviously if you're fighting a tech genius you need a tech genius on your side. Fight fire with well. fire. Oh yeah I know this guy from like this past case but I'll take you to him. Now you called out you went I bet and you gave the most accurate description of a character. So when this character appeared, it was hemmed to a T that you said, I said wasn't it? Fat, balding, glasses, nude. And then he added to that the character pissing in a flask <laughs> and about to knock one out over some internet porn. Yeah. But why then, right? So he's the tech he's a tech genius as well, yeah. right? And he's doing like internet porn. But he has got the little square, real player, pixelated buffering. And he's high-end. And he's high-end. He's where, the hacker. Yeah, where the, the killer could do, like, full screen. This is better, Dave. Because oh, of the blood moon, the, Dave. It's the blood moon that makes what the difference. What is the significance of the blood moon? We don't, we, we don't know. We don't know. And it's the title of the fucking film, and we still don't know. I thought it was know. about a werewolf, this film. You never... <laughs> you know what, mate? <laughs> I mean, I know, listeners, hopefully, again, you listen to the intro show. Well, I've had just a revelation then. Well, a Hail Mary oh would my God. not be out of place for the killer to turn into a fucking werewolf. And killed with his silver fingers. Oh right, my. let's hold it there. Well, right, let's, let's, yeah, hold it let's there. just park that one a minute. So as we approach the hour mark, we've gone into a titty bar um, yeah, for right. no reason whatsoever. We've gone into a titty bar. We've seen Kelly in the shower. No tits. We've seen the tech guy online with the real player just like trying to crack one off. No tits. And we went into the titty bar with... No tits. There's been no... No nudity. Nudity so far. Very disappointing. That is weird. In a film when where you, think, you could have just thrown it in for fun. There's been a shit ton of fights. There's been violent... There's been a scene... There was a flashback with Ken where he was getting... And it was like... It was pretty gratuitous and yeah. violent where he was being sliced. Because you see these scars on his chest. Sliced with Wasn't a sword. He proper sliced up. Really violent. So you're thinking, okay, so this is, you know, high end rated. No nudity. No really weird so far. Now, if I was a producer of this movie, I would have seen what I've seen so far and gone, let's put some tits in it, lads, because fucking nobody's yeah. going to watch this. You'd think of all the ones, because it was getting close to the hour mark when they, they, they walked into this strip joint. And we were going, right, okay. So Perfect opportunity. First hits we're going to see, obviously, no. And they had some tidy looking birds in there as well. Yeah. That blonde one who was there 
as soon as you got in. And there was a couple of chads in there and they were like, yeah. And then one of them shouts, yeah, daddy, get your fucking tits out. And we what? were like, daddy, where the fuck does he think he is? <laughs> What the fuck's going on? And then... Who was he looking at? The bouncer who wasn't there. Yeah. You can just walk in. Yeah, the first strip joint where you go, no security, nothing. I'll just wander in. Gary Daniels and Chuck walk in. Sorry, Ken and Chuck walk in. And then Kelly follows them in and she's quite comfortable in the titty bar. She's not afraid. And then we discover, as we predicted... She doesn't want to leave, though. She wants to see the titties. She said, oh, why they might get... She doesn't say these exact words, but it's along the lines of, well, they might get the tits out. Yeah. She wants to see him. Why shouldn't she see him? Yeah. Let her have the tits. But then the chads grab her, try and grab her tits, and then we discover that Kelly's also hard as fuck and kicks fuck out of everybody. Good fighter from what we've seen. That's the first fight we've seen her in. China O'Brien, lighting up the screen. Proper. She doesn't do the scorpion kick, but she does a good, she does a good, like, over the head kick. Then Chuck and Ken fuck off and leave her there, fighting six blokes. I mean, it's Ken of all, Uncle Ken, as, Uncle as she Ken. calls him. Oh, Uncle Ken. Affectionately. Yeah. And she's in the middle of a fight against multiple opponents. And and Chuck says, oh, shouldn't we help her out? And like Ken's, no, she's fine. She's like, he says something like, oh, she's next world champion or whatever, international champion. She'll be fine. And they leave her. It's like, like you say, I mean, what if one pulls out like an AK-47 or something? Yeah. Yeah, she's not going to be okay, is she? This film could have gone from Blood Moon to The Accused (laughs) in two seconds with what was going on in that bar. Yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't. So we're at the hour mark now and Kelly has been left behind. And who was in the bar but the techie nutty killer? Yes, we see. Yeah, we see him there. He was there. With, without his costume on, without his Enjoying mask on. Enjoying the titties. Yeah, or lack of. Lack first. of titties. He was looking for daddy like the other guy. <laughs> yeah, well, He's there to finger daddy. Where's daddy? Finger daddy, Jesus. So <laughs> then Kelly's gone home and serial killer has followed her. Yeah. home. And that's pretty much bringing us up to the hour mark. That's that's where we are at the moment. And it's it has been so so fucking weird. I mean, hugely enjoyable. We've got to say that, mate. Honestly, I can't recommend it strongly enough an hour in. Honestly, if the film ended now, I'd be quite happy yeah, and say that seen. this was a good movie. Yeah. For some 90s shit action film, it's hilarious. You said and I agree with you, mate. This needs a Blu-ray release. If it's out there, I'm buying the bastard. I mean, that's the uh, as soon as it finishes, that's the first thing we're going to do. On it's 4K. Ju- oh, it was a 4K edition of this. We'd see so much more. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're up to the point where we're going to now... The whole point of this show was not to make your ears bleed with our bullshit. It's to play a little game. It's for me to whop your ass in the in the league table. Oh, is it now? Point. Yes. That's nice, Dave. That's quite Big all right. Big talk from an old man. So we've so a quick recap. We've got we've got a crazy killer on the loose with fingers with who's fingering people to death. Stabby fingers. We've got Chuck and Ken and now Kelly, who are sort of on the case trying to capture him. They don't know who it is. No. Uh, and we've got a really fucking angry police chief, possibly racist. I hope he loses his temper at least once more before the end credits. Okay. He better had to. I mean, that's not a prediction, but I'm, that's just that's just a wish. Yeah, I don't want to see the end of him yet. No, I want a, I want a sequel with him in it. Just him. Just like him. Dirty Harry. Shouted for like ninety minutes. And then having a heart attack at like yes. half an hour into the film, and that's it. And then another one, like 
a, you know, a, a sequel to The Prestige with Chuck. He's finally... <laughs> <laughs> Doing magic. He's finally made it. Do you know what, though? I think when you, when you look at all these things we've talked about, how progressive also is this movie? Because we're in a time of inclusion and progression and all these things that it's great to see. And this was 1997. Oh, yeah. We've got internet porn. Yeah, oh, We've yeah, got women yeah. wanting to go to titty bars. Yeah. Black magicians. Yeah. I don't know We've any. Got, there was a scene with Ken and Chuck in in um, a Jeep. And let's say, I mean, they both get into a Jeep in the most fucking spectacular style. Spectacular. Um, they do everything with like panache. Like Cirque du Soleil. Oh, it is. <laughs> Getting into a Jeep so is then, something you pay to watch. I forget. I forget exactly what it is that Ken says. But Chuck then says, oh, you could have said that because I'm black. And then Ken goes, no, I didn't. You know? No. And that was an opportunity where it, there could have been some racism thrown into it, but there wasn't. If it was Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy, yeah. you would have gone, oh, there's no need for that. Yeah. It seems to be the only admittedly thinly veiled racism is from the police Thinly chief. Thinly veiled? <laughs> police Fucking chief. Hell. I wouldn't Chuck. be surprised in the next scene if he's got a white hood on this guy. <laughs> Burning a cross on his lawn at the house we haven't seen. Yeah, and inviting Ken in for dinner. Just, yeah. Ken, come and watch me come burn over. this cross on his yeah. fucking lawn. Chuck, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Right then. This Predictions. Is, this is where the uh, the meat and potatoes of the show comes out. This is, this is where... Oh, and a, a quick update for listeners as well. Um, I mentioned in the intro show about the trophy... I have had confirmation oh. that it's been dispatched. Straight to my house? Dispatched. <laughs> it should be here, and we're recording this on the 29th of July. It should be here um, towards the end of the first week of August. Fantastic. So as soon as it gets here, again, I'll put a picture of it up on our social medias. And uh, yeah, it will be hidden away in a neutral place. No, it'll, it'll be I'm, at I'm Dave's not, house, no, everybody. Well, yeah, it'll be out, with, it'll be out <laughs> of sight. Whereas, obviously, when I win it, it's going to be in here where oh, we record. There he goes again. So I can wave it at you every oh. time we record. Fucking oh. hell. We're going to have to record some, like, wrestling-style <laughs> shit-talking, aren't we? <laughs> or some gypsy fight stuff. So, so as we get... How do you want to do these predictions, mate? I mean, this is something okay. we, we didn't... Do you, want, do you want to take them in turns? Do you, do you want to... How do you, well, I'll, I'll tell you I what, think I will say what the subjects are. Yeah. And then I will give my prediction. Yeah. And then without, obviously you're going to laugh because that's the point. And then you just give yours. I'll laugh and say, you've got fucking no chance, mate. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dave. And, then, and I'll stick oh, two fingers up to you. Even, even though it's an audio show. Two metal fingers. Two metal fingers up to you. Why don't you sit on him, Dave? He's had a drink, everybody, you can tell, can't oh. you? He thinks he's tough. <laughs> right. You ready? I'm ready. You ready, sweetie? Okay, then here we go. We're getting into the fucking meat and veg of it now. So our first prediction for Blood Moon is the next person to die. Now. This is tough. There's been quite a few deaths up to now. But they're characters we've not been introduced previously. Yeah. They've they, just appeared and then died. Yeah, they were sort of fighting champions. So you could say, if you wanted to, you could say, it's going to be another ex-fight champ who's going to die, if you wanted to. Okay, so I'm going to give my prediction. Mm -hmm. So at this point in the movie, I don't believe we're going to be introduced to anybody new. I think it's all going to be down to the fate of what happens to these three now. Yeah, fair enough. So the next person to die, I can't 100% say, but I am I allowed gravely wounded? 
Yeah, I mean, if you think nobody's going to die, if you think somebody's just going to be injured... We could easily say the killer, because that's probably going to be the point of it, but I'm going to throw a curveball here, Dave, and I'm going to say Chuck is gravely injured fighting. Right. And you've got the... We will point out as well, that because I said it, you know, close to the beginning, we sat there with pen and paper. Yeah. We have written these down before we came There's up no to record. There's no cheating. There's no cheating. We can't change our, our, what we've written down. Um, these are locked in. These are locked in. <laughs> so, oh, that's a good one. That is a good one, mate. So I'm going to say Chuck is gravely injured. I'm going to go for It'd be too easy to say the killer. I've gone for the easy option. I've said it's you going said to be the killer. Bad. I think there's going to be no other people dying until close to the end of the film and the bad guy's going to die. Oh, fucking hell. Well done, Dave. <laughs> Get some points, will you? <laughs> so the next naked flesh. Now. Now. Surely we've gone for the same. In, or maybe so not. The next naked flesh, I predict, is Gary Daniels' shirt off fight. You know what, mate? I was so tempted by that. I'm pretty sure you would be if you saw him. He's beautiful. <laughs> Who wouldn't be tempted by yeah? Exactly. A shirtless Gary Daniels. I've gone for nobody. I'm thinking. Oh. Because, I'm thinking because there's been no nudity so far. That's going to continue. But fair play, mate, fair play. It wouldn't surprise me for a big end fight. But he's, remember, he's got to rip his top off first. If the bad guy does. I don't think he's going to take his top off the bad guy. I think Gary's going to have his top off because of his scars. We're going to have to touch on those scars. Because we all know who gave him them scars. That's that's good. Oh, actually, I'm a bit worried. Fuck, I'm a bit worried now. Shit. Okay, so last line of the movie to be spoken no, by. No, we've got the next action scene. Oh, I've skipped one. You've skipped one. What is going to be the next action oh, scene? Oh, I do apologise, everybody. Next action scene. Okay, so I'm going to give you this. A fight between Kelly and the killer. Well, you see, you don't have... You've been even more specific than you need to be. You're just going for a fight scene. Because yeah. there's so many... It could be a sword fight. You're, so you're going for a fist fight. I'm going for a hand-to-hand fight between Kelly and the killer. Because it could be a car chase. It could be a motorbike chase. It could, you know, there's lots of different action scenes. It could be fucking helicopter chase. So you're going for a fight scene. I'm saying fight scene, Kelly and the killer. I'm I'm going fight scene. It has to be... There's been so many fights. It has to be a fight scene. Okay, we'll share that one. So we've both gone. And I get an extra point if it's Kelly and the killer. <laughs> <laughs> that is the next fight. Actually, be- <laughs> actually, mate, let's have this on record. If it is between Kelly and the killer... You can have a bonus point. Thanks, Daddy. Mark, mark that down. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I skipped that one, so I will now push to last line of the movie. Yeah. To be spoken by. Now, I'll let you answer first, Dave. I was torn. I was torn between Ken saying something to his wife as the sort of the, ah, end to the film. Oh, happy ending, you I think. I think it's going to be a wise crack by Chuck. I think Chuck is going to say the last line of the film before mm-hmm. the end credits roll. Okay, my last line of the movie is also Chuck ah. slash with some magic too. <laughs> well, seeing as you put that, I will give you another bonus point I'm if he does magic as well. Push him for these points, Dave. You sly bastard! I'm I never clever, even thought. Aren't I? I never even thought about adding something for in the hope of a bonus point. There's no way this film's going to end without him doing a magic trick. So if he does the last line with a magic trick, that's four points to you. I mean, this is unconnected, but imagine if he does some magic for the killer. That'd oh, be insane. Oh my god! But next, oh hang on, 
wild card. Oh, hold on. It's not just a wild card. It is the wild card matchup. Wild card matchup. Woo! It's a wild card matchup. So the wild card. Okay, so wild card. Mine is the killer dies by being stabbed with his own metal fingers. That's that, I mean, that is going beyond a wild card. That's like even more specific than you need to be. We've set those metal fingers up a lot. I mean, I'll happily, like give, I'll happily give you that as, as the wild card because that is, that's that, yeah, I mean, that's a bit more than... He's got to feel his own fingers at some point. <laughs> I mean, how do you know if they're any good? <laughs> Unless you try them on yourself. We've all done it. Haven't we, Dave? Uh, Dave? Fingered yourself? What? What was it with two fingers or one though? Because uh, he always uses. Sorry, I lost you then. What was that? He always uses two, doesn't he? It's all coming out now, isn't it? <laughs> Dave's fat fingers. He can only take one. I'm. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to give you as my wild card matchup. Yeah. I'm going to give you that Ken and his wife are reunited <laughs> on the steps of their house. Ooh, you love a happy ending, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think I've gone it's, for like a violent I think demise. It's, I think it's going to go that way. I want him to get back with his wife. Yeah, that's how it, that's that's what's going to happen before oh. the end credits. Okay, now. Now here we go to the the fucking weird Hail Mary. Oh, the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary. <laughs> this is Dave's special move, the thank Hail you, Mary. Thank you, Chris Barris, as well. Thank you so very much. Okay, go on then. Give us your fucking Hail Mary. Right, I'm saying... They get married again. I don't know, that's too easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying before the end credits roll, mate, that not only does Ken put on the killer's boots, <sighs> he puts them on, and then... Wow, the wrong feet. <laughs> the wrong feet. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And trips over and dies. Come on, the wrong feet, man. <laughs> Breaks his neck. He puts he puts on the killer's boots, and while he's wearing them, then he kills the bad guy with his own fingers. <laughs> <laughs> wearing the killer's boots. Okay, I'll I mean, take that. All right. There's a five pointer if ever there you was. You can one. have ten for that, mate. Right, go on, the mate. You can go for My... your. Is that the police captain is nice to Chuck? No fucking <laughs> that way. That ain't happening. You know what I mean? That is a simple <laughs> one, but from what we've seen from the first sixty minutes, no fucking way. That, that is, he that, actually, that'd be worth five points. He actually accepts Chuck for being a, actually a good copper and doesn't shout at him <laughs> because he shouted at him for no reason He'll at probably, all. Probably like you know, sort all the case out. Probably kill you know the bad guy. He'll shake, he'll shake Ken's hand and go, oh, yeah, well done, mate. And then he'll tell Chuck to fuck off. You can get fucked. Fuck you. Fuck you, my fucking, I so hate you. probably end. But we have one more, don't we? Go on. So it is uh, end credits music oh, God, prediction. Yeah we, yeah, we forgot the, the, the fifth proper prediction. Shit, sorry, yeah. But let's just get it in at the end because it's the end credits. Yeah, go on then, yeah. So my end credits music prediction is a bit of... Synth rock instrumental. Mate, synth rock, no lyrics. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Excellent. Great <Woo>! minds. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we've um, we've got to a good point now. Yeah. Where we feel like we know what's going to happen. Hopefully. We've thrown some madness out there. Yeah. To match the madness we've just... But as, as we've said, mate, this is one seen. where any fucking thing can happen. We don't know what the blood moon's about. No, we what don't the know the blood moon. No. What's no. the significance? No. Will we find out what werewolf? that's about? I don't know. Oh, please let him turn into a werewolf. If he does turn into a werewolf, I hope he kills everybody. Oh. And he's just left as a werewolf on his own. The second part of this show will just be us screaming into light. It'd be amazing. <laughs> it will be just us going, fuck. So we're going to go now. Yep. And we're going to watch the last... 38 what? minutes? There's 38 minutes of 38 this left. minutes to go. That's, like incl- a- that's including the end credits. So probably, you know, well, there wasn't as many end credits. What the fuck are they going to do with half an hour in this? I don't know what's going to happen. Fucking hell, Dave. Let's go and do it, man. Right. We'll go and do it. We will leave you with something. If there is a trailer for this online, you'll be listening to that now. If not, you'll be listening to something else. And we will be back. And Ramrod will tell you how the movie ends. Jesus. And we will tot up our predictions. You're going down, bitch. For the first, the first <clears throat> league position. Studies. All right. Will we, will we once again be pressing this button? Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee. Yes, it. right. We will. Cheerio, folks. Nutter and Baker. No weapons, no prints, no witnesses. A serial killer is on the loose. Killer has knowledge of anatomy. Every strike is a vital area. Nerves. He's part man, part metal, pure evil. Welcome to hell! What the hell is going on? Well, let's see. We got four dead bodies out there. He's using today's technology to trap his next victim. What a lovely family. To stop him, you have to hit fast, hit hard. And only one man can do the job and do it right. Two of you can be working together as partners on this case. Looks like you win. The end game has begun! Very good. The killings are getting closer together. He's getting better at it. Last location, 843 Adams Street, number 21. This way we're at the corner. Starring action powerhouse Gary Daniels. Just me and him now. Chuck Jeffries and Frank Corshin. Blood Moon. You get one shot before he kills you. And we're back. We are back. We survived the final 38 minutes of this film. Blood Holy moon. shit. Blood moon. Blood moon. Not not blood moon, but blood moon. Blood moon, to which we still don't know what the fuck. It never fucking explained. <laughs> the blood moon had to do with anything. Blood moon. And it's the title, title of the movie, and it comes up on computer screens across many it, computer screens. It's shown the entire movie. Reference to, yep. shown, yep. a red moon. We don't know why. 
no fucking writers <laughs> to do with Blood Moon related it to anything in the film. Holy shit. What a fucking oh, absolute mate. classic that was. Right, before I pass it over to you again, mate, to go through this final crazy 38 minutes mm-hmm. of the film and explain it to the listeners. Um, again, you know, we haven't researched this movie. This is the whole point of this show. It's it's like new to us. We're live, responding to it, reacting to it. Uh, and then as we were watching this second, you know, however many minutes after the first 60, it came to mind, oh, shit, we didn't talk about that. We didn't mention this. It happened in the first. Let's get it right. So much shit happened Fucking hell. in the first 60 minutes of this film. There's one thing I just want to bring up with you, mate, before you know, I hand it over to you and talk about the end of the movie, is how Chuck and Ken <laughs> discovered that Kelly was going to be the next victim. They got this message and, and they printed it out and they read it and it was like, oh, and it was just like sentences and it was, oh, so-and-so. And Gene, <laughs> Gene walks to the shop and and blah 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 and blah 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 And then through absolutely ridiculous means, they go, oh, it's Gene Kelly. It's Jim Kelly of Enter the Dragon. Well, it, I mean, why put that together? And then another Kelly. <gasps> Kelly's going to be the next victim. It was it was just fucking stupid. You can tell the writer has gone. How do we get wedge this bit in? <laughs> and the, and there was th- there was three names, wasn't there? There was Gene, Jim, Jim, and something else. And, he's, and, and something else. And then he just starts going like Jim Kelly, Gene Kelly, Jim Carey. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck's that going to do with anything? And then he goes Kelly's heroes, and you're like, what? What's what's this? What the fuck are they writing? Then he says. It's Kelly, Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon. I was like, well, I would have never have picked that out of thin air. Never in a million the years. The way that he did it, mate, was just like... It's like a five-year-old wrote the script. Yeah, that's joining dots and the dots aren't even fucking there. See, the see the thing is, like, this was obviously made and then they've gone, well, by this point in the film, nobody's going to give a yeah, fuck about the logic. Like There's been so much shit happening what so want. far. Like, imagine the director going, just say what you want, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he just did. So we paused it exactly, as we're always going to do, exactly on 16 minutes into, right? Then we came upstairs and we recorded what you've just listened to. We've now watched the end of it. So, Ramrod, please take the listeners through what happened. (laughs) And it continued to be fucking weird shit. Well, <laughs> when you get to like an hour point in most movies, you think you've established everything and you know kind of where it's going to go. So we said straight away, like, there's there's going to be a f- the next fight scene. Hmm. And the next fight scene did ensue. And it was the killer was in Kelly's house because he's going to take Kelly. So yeah. we probably both felt at this point that he was going to kidnap the niece, Kelly, yeah. and hold her for ransom or threaten yeah. to kill her, and then they'd have to go and rescue her and there'd be a big fight and that would be the end of the film. Yeah. No. No. That didn't happen. <laughs> because they do have a fight. And then Kelly and the killer are having this really good scrap and you think, well, he's going to kidnap her. Yeah. But no, Chuck and Ken come back to her apartment and they have a three-way 
kickoff with the killer. Yeah. So there's three people fighting the killer in this amazing fight scene in an apartment. It was like something out like of Jason Bourne. It was like, <laughs> whoa, we didn't see this one coming. No, definitely not. And people get thrown through doors and smashed into walls and it's really cool. How many people, mate, are thrown through a window in this film? And a door. Through a door. Have you ever hit a door for whack with your body? You don't go not, through it, Dave. Not with my body. Actually, in all honesty, once in my life, I've punched a door. Were you naggy? Didn't get your own way. I put a hole in it. I put a hole in the door. Did you try and fuck it? <laughs> did I try to fuck the hole in the door? Why did you put a hole in the door? I can't, it, it was a woman, wasn't it? It was my mum. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did put a hole in the kitchen door. Dave, I could say a hundred things right now. I'm going to go no further. <laughs> Your mum made you put a hole in the door? Yeah. It's the first time I've ever punched a door. Fucking hell, mate. Tell you what, it was a really good punch. Fucking hell, it was a good job it wasn't your face. <laughs> My jiu-jitsu training came out in me. Next week on it. Dave's Therapy, why Dave doesn't like his mum. Yeah. New series of shows, <laughs> Bram and Dave. Psychoanalyzing Dave and his mum problems. So we'll forget about your mum and the door for two seconds. And we'll focus on Gary Daniels and his niece and Chuck. Now we have this nice big fight. And then we think it's going to really yeah, go the yeah, way we think yeah. it's going to go, but it yeah. doesn't because um, I've, I'm looking at my notes, right? And it says human fingers, question mark, <laughs> flesh covered, <laughs> question mark. Because during the fight, and I, I would like to think it is this fight, Chuck, um, is this where we reveal his fingers or is it later on? But I've written it now. Does Chuck oh. get fingered at this point by the thing? <laughs> we just... Was that question, later on? Here's a question I never thought I'd be asked. Did you get, did you get, Chuck fingers? get fingered at because this point? Because he tries to get him with his fingers. And you see, even though earlier in the film we've seen they were metallic, weren't they? They were steel yeah, fingers. Yeah, they were, yeah. Chuck grabs his fingers and they're human fingers. Well, this, yeah, this is what confused me because he did finger him. <laughs> Tried to finger him. Double, double finger him. Well, it's a two-finger job. Yeah, but because it looked like human flesh. He couldn't penetrate him. Yeah, but it never explains. But, it, oh, but then he, so but he see, grabbed them. Yeah. So you see earlier in that first 60 minutes into him screwing on the metal two fingers. Yeah. But then in the final 38, you don't see the metal fingers. Never. They're always flesh coloured, but it never explains. But it, but it doesn't how, explain. Yeah. Why are they flesh covered? But when Chuck grabs them, why? He pulls his fingers back away from his hand and he's got two fleshy covers in yeah. his hand. Yeah. So he's masquerading his fingers as human fingers. Yeah. Now, okay, let's just touch on this for a second. These are rigid fingers. There's no way he can move these fingers. So mm. for the entire yeah, exactly, yeah. movie, this is why it's worth a second viewing. Oh, I definitely. would say go back, rewatch Blood Moon, and have <laughs> no. a look how many times he can use those fingers as normal fingers, even though they're rigid metal stabbers. Good point, good point. He's f doing all sorts. He's yeah, driving, yeah. he's doing. He's having an ice cream, he's using that them as actually, normal fingers. Yeah, that's a really good point that I never thought of because... They are solid metal fingers. You know what hand these two fingers are from you know what two fingers they are 
Was it his left or his right? I can't remember. I don't know. I reckon it changes in the film as oh well. Oh my god, that would be awesome. We need to rewatch this fucker. This is yeah. This is this is like I said that the awesome point that you brought up. What a rewatch value! Of, Massive. Does the hand change? Does he use those two fingers in like a human way? Because he can't. Because he hasn't got them. Why hasn't he got them? Like Dave just it said, never we fucking don't know. explained. We don't know. It's an hour 38 and we still don't know. You know what? I almost put as my wild card, and obviously we'll get into the, you know, predictions in a, in a, in a little bit. I almost put as my wild card that at some point in the past, because, you know, we said at some point in the past, Ken and the killer were in the dojo with the same sensei. Yeah. Something happened between them that Ken chopped off or pulled off or whatever. Something. His fingers. Nothing. And that's why he was pissed off. Nope. But it, ne- it never explained the fingers. It never explained the blood moon. And once again, it's the fucking title of the movie. The blood moon? I'll give you something else that's going to fuck you up. Why did we see a flashback of Ken getting sliced with a sword? Oh my god! Didn't even yeah, tell talk- us why. I mean, we talked about that in the first part of the of the podcast. Who sliced him? We don't know. It was never explained. There's so much that's never explained. <laughs> There's no in this fucking movie. reason for any oh of it. Oh my god! So you'd have thought maybe it was the killer tortured him in his past or something. Nope, it was just a black and white bit of Rambo torture. Yeah, like I said it it's a Vietnam good. flashback. Yeah, it looked good, and that was it. Yeah, so he's being tortured and we don't know why. We don't know why he's got metal fingers. We don't know. We don't know. And so it goes. Don't you think that would be important, though? If you were were (laughs) making this film and you think, oh, we're going to call it Blood Moon (laughs) and not Blood Moon. We're going to call it Blood Moon and we're going to give loads of shots throughout the entire movie of a Blood Moon. And fingers. And finger killing, double finger killing. We get to a point... Maybe we should explain about... Yeah. Yeah, Well, we should explain these things. No. We even see a shot while they're still investigating. Bear in mind, this probably is like 70, 80 minutes into the film, where Gary has um, some evidence in front of him. One of the pieces of evidence is a metal pipe with a hole in it. (laughs) Gary then decides to stick two fingers in it, mimicking what the killer would have done to this pipe. Do my two fingers fit in this hole? Ooh. Yes, they do. Is it, as, is it as tight as I want it to be? They slipped in perfectly. So yeah. he has the same size fingers as Metal Finger Killer. Ah. Then he brings out the crime scene photos and starts putting his fingers against the wounds on people. <laughs> as if that's going to be realistic size. These people are like 10 <laughs> foot away from the photographer and he's putting his fingers against the holes yeah. like, that's a finger kill. That's a finger kill. Yeah. That's a finger kill. Yeah. It must have been him. We all know it was him. Where have you been, Gary? Yeah. We thought you were Manhunter, you useless bastard. Holy shit. But that shot of him putting his fingers into a hole in a pipe, I got a fucking twitch on that. <laughs> you got a twitch. There was something about him slowly fingering that pipe. <laughs> Chuck wasn't there. Kelly wasn't there. It was just Gary in the pipe. There's, there's a tagline if ever this is released on 4k blu-ray it's like ramrod colon i got a twitch on the on the pipe scene <laughs> honestly this film is epic 
and we're still nowhere near the end. Oh my god! I mean, I've got I've got a note, and please, hopefully, you can tell me where this happened, because again, so much shit happened. I've got, and this is like in inverted commas. Somebody said this. Go on. Um, pack some petroleum jelly. <laughs> Some, who was it that was going to jail and that they had to pack some petroleum jelly? Because you're getting fucked up the bum. <laughs> Bottom line. It is petroleum jelly the best thing that you can use to, if, if you're going to be fucked up the bum? No comment. I've gone in spit normally. Butter, butter. Well, last Lard. tango in Paris. <laughs> but if you're talking last tango in strange ways, I don't think they've got any sort of such thing as petroleum jelly in there. It's not going to be that, is it, mate? It's going to be, what can you get your hands on? Toilet water, probably. Toilet water <laughs> The only thing lube. that's going to moisten you up. And probably at that point, they're not going to be bothered about lube because that's half the fun, isn't yeah. it? You go in dry, you get more fun. <laughs> but he does recommend petroleum jelly at one point, which, again, why? Well, who wrote that into the I, script? They, what, yeah, exactly. They're trying to skip towards the fight scenes, and you can just yeah. imagine the director going, "Say whatever you want, lads." And who was it that described? Because again, in inverted commas, I've got struggling magician. <laughs> who who described? I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Who who described Chuck as a struggling magician? But, he's not a cop. Remember, he's a cop. He's a first cop. and foremost, but, and a detective yeah, as well. But, yeah, but he's not though, is he? Really, because. Whenever he's described, he's not a cop. He's a struggling, struggling magician. Which is never touched on for the remainder no, of this film. Something else that's not, like, followed Why through. Why didn't he use magic to kill the fucker? Oh, mate, if he could if, if, if he could have done some magic. Just, like, took it, like, magicked his metal fingers onto oh. his own hand. But no. That would have been amazing. There was no more magic in this film. There wasn't. Why set him up as a magician at all? Yeah, that no. Actually, that's a really good point. No because point. from the first, from the first, it time, was integral to the plot. Yes, when we said <laughs> when we started this podcast, and it was like, oh yeah, he's there with a female cop, and it's like he pulls out this like, bling, stupid bling. sound effect, um, fake rose, and then he just like loads of of magic effects. It was a huge It was point. never really sort of followed on no. too much. I mean, the only time you hear about Chuck's family life is like a tiny conversation towards the end of the film. And this is the, the point of the film where I, again, said, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, why do we now take a left turn towards Gary Daniels getting back with his wife and his kid for a day out? In the that, middle of chasing a serial that killer. That was such like a left turn with no... <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was no sort of... It's oh, like a different film. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone from fighting and fingering to at the fair with his kid and his wife. Well, why was it brought in? To set up the ending. Yeah, I guess it was because before that we've gone, his wife hates him, hates him, hates yeah. him, hates him, hates him. Oh, I love you now. We're at a fair. Oh, let's kiss and make up. And Easy. Like, there was nothing in between. Nothing. Yeah, but she's one of these women that you only have to light her up once and she's yours forever. <laughs> oh, take me to but the fair. I'll do whatever you want. Was that him lighting her up, though? Was yeah. that all it took? Yeah. Take her to the fair. 
shit, he's fit as fuck, Gary Daniels. Let's yeah, not get this wrong. Play. Fair right? play, yeah. And he took her to the fair for one day out. That We're sitting there thinking, hang on a minute, there's a serial killer running around and lo and behold, another victim turns up. So somebody else has died <laughs> while they've been fucking around at a fair. We don't know what happened to Chuck. He disappeared for the day. Yeah, yeah. And we find out that he hasn't got a family. He's got an ex-wife who doesn't want him. Um, so we're playing happy families at the fair. Yeah. Then Kelly recognises the killer in a crowd. Oh, the thing is, though... What the fuck is going and on? And this has already been established in that first 60 minutes of the movie, that Kelly, you'd say to Kelly, oh, okay, right, yeah, thanks for that. Don't do this. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't do this. And constantly telling her to not con- do something. Constantly, exactly, mate. Don't do this. And we've got 38 minutes left to go in this movie. Kelly's got to go and do the thing. For 38 minutes, she totally ignored, continued to totally Gets ignore Gets herself it. into trouble. Yeah. And doing whatever the fucking... fuck she wanted. Yeah. Typical bird. <laughs> Don't listen to the man, even if it's Gary Daniels and he's a detective. Yeah. She goes and does the thing and she ends up following the serial killer all the way back, though, to be fair, to his house. Right? Mm. Best bit mm. of police work in the fucking movie, by the way. Yeah, she yeah, finds yeah, his yeah. abode. Now, you think you're going to get in there, it's going to be like seven. There's going to be grease on the walls and diaries and <laughs> stuff like this. Nope, it's just a normal suburban house yeah. and um, he's just got normal furniture yeah. and nothing really creepy. Mm. And uh, she's in his house. Yeah. Then he comes home. No, he fucks off in his car, <laughs> leaves her in the house <laughs> to go and kidnap Gary's wife and kid. Then takes them to what looks like the um, the, the place in Robocop where they kill Peter Weller for some reason. They take it to this nuclear power plant. Like, why have they gone there? And where are the workers? That was so bizarre. I was like, oh, okay. take them there. And you said as we were watching it, fucking hell, it's Robocop now. Well, he's, he's driven her all the way out to this fucking, it looked like Cronospan, the place we've got in Turkey. <laughs> This massive factory. There's not one worker there maintaining this yeah, place. It's yeah. totally abandoned in the middle of an afternoon. There'd be hundreds of staff there going, oh, mate, you can't just bring this woman and kid here and tie them up to some dynamite Yeah, because we've got a business to run. Yeah. But no, it, this is what happens. Well, actually, dynamite plus gasoline, which is <laughs> already established when Chuck got blown to fuck. Chuck but, got blown to but, fuck. But survived because he was wearing his, you know... His he had crash, his crash helmet on. Crash helmet. Um, I mean, we're getting to the, towards the final battle. Yeah. The police chief we haven't seen apart from one scene. Yeah. And this is his final yeah. scene, unfortunately, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Where he has a little... Um, they have a little powwow and they agree on a few things. Yeah, yeah. But he still manages to shit house Chuck a little bit. Obviously. Because he's a racist. Yeah. He's still, like, it's like you said at the start of the show, mate. It's like, how many times can this police chief just fucking rail on yeah. Chuck? No for need. no reason whatsoever. He needs this, He needs to retire, is he's how I felt about He's him. way past retirement, mate. I mean, the Riddler was done. He was gone. The Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler was done at this point. You could tell he's run out of lines for him. Yeah. And that was his day on set. Done. Yeah. That was it. And then we're off to the Robocop refinery place <laughs> for the final battle. So um, he's even told Chuck at this point, 
don't come and help me, Chuck. It's my fucking wife. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck goes, all right then. Yeah. So Gary's going on his own. Now, as we get to the place, he's got his wife and his kid tied up with dynamite and all this. Yeah. Gary's got a gun. Chuck's given him his pistol. Yeah. Chuck hasn't managed to hit the broadside of a barn all the way through this film. Um, I mean, oh, come on, mate. It's a trained we, I police mean, we've officer. watched one hour, 38 minutes of this film and... For however long Chuck has had a gun and has fired on, it's like Mister Magoo's firing yeah. school. He went. He's fuck. Don't give Shit. him a gun. No. Don't give him a gun because if you're one foot away, he's not going to hit you. He couldn't hit fucking shit. He's terrible. But he gives it to Gary. Gary goes, <laughs> finds the killer. He's literally about two foot away from him. He could shoot him in the face eight fucking times. But because the killer sort of uses a bit of psychology on him, yeah, he's like, yeah. you don't need a gun, just fight me. Yes. He's like, ah, oh, and he empties his gun at something next to him. <laughs> and then, fucking hell. And I'm like, oh, just shoot him. As if you wouldn't shoot him. Yeah. You don't need to prove anything to him. Yeah. But Chuck, Chuck keeps, like, just unloading his gun at this, like... <laughs> Hundreds of bullets. Fending machine. Oh, that scene, yeah. Right, so there's a scene in the corridor where Chuck is going, bang, 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 and he's firing at this vending machine, right? And it's getting closer and closer, and the bad guy's pushing the vending machine closer at them. So eventually, Ken leaps over the vending machine. Like and starts six the, foot in the fucking air. Yeah, starts the fight. And you think, you know what, Chuck? Maybe it would have been a good idea if you'd have just sort of jumped over the vending machine and you still got a shitload of bullets left and then gone bang, bang, bang. Instead of shooting at a vending machine, you'd have shooted at the bad guy. You would have. And you'd have killed him. Killed him. And yeah. we also established earlier on that Chuck is athletic as fuck. Yeah, because he jumped over that police line. As we told earlier. <laughs> He got off his bike. He jumped off. <laughs> There's no he, logic. He, oh, my God. No logic he, at all. Yeah, he's really athletic. No, he's not. Oh, no, Jesus. because we forget Chuck is also a martial artist until the yeah, final yes, scene. Yes, Where he, ta like Gary Daniels is like hanging off some netting upside down by his feet after the killer's got the better of him. Yeah, and yeah. Chuck ties the rope around his waist to save him and still manages to fight the killer while his wife's tied to dynamite. And then the end is... Now, do we spoil the end or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can do before we get to, obviously... The, so before we get to our ratings, obviously... The predictions we get <laughs> the, the points. The countdown goes to zero. Chuck has been dispatched, so he can't help. Kelly is where at this point? I don't recall. As, no, didn't she disappear from the film? Kelly, last time we saw her, was in The Killer's House. Oh, yeah, and, he and then says, that's a really good point, Kelly, mate. don't what come, yeah. don't follow us. But yeah. there's an amazing line, and if I leave this out, I'll hate myself, <laughs> where he's kidnapped <laughs> Ken's wife and he's on the phone to Ken and he literally says in the most seductive way, come for me, Ken. I mean, we had to stop dead at that point because... We had to pause it. There was no other way he said it other than... Literally come for yeah, me, Ken. It, it really sounded like, yeah, like, ejaculate for me, yeah. Ken. Shoot your load, <laughs> Gary Daniels. Um, and I've written it in my notes in huge writing. 
come for me, Ken. <laughs> As you show it to me now. Thank you. Um, the dynamite, it turns out, as it gets to zero, it wasn't dynamite, it was a confetti bomb. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> what the actual... I mean, we've seen so many films where, you know, good guys, bad guys, there's been a countdown, a bomb or whatever is going to go off. And normally they stop it like, you know, one second. Oh, just under one second. Phew. This was like, fuck. There's it, no time. Everybody's time, dead. Time's gone. Time's gone. This is this is amazing. And it's, you know, time's gone. The bomb's going off. <gasps> and there was that freeze frame on yeah. everybody. Yeah. And it reminded me of like, um, you, you know, threads. Do you oh remember God, Threads? How can, and you I, know when, how can I forget Threads? <laughs> anybody who's never seen Threads, it was like this nuclear holocaust British TV drama, but it's harrowing. Oh and God, it just yeah. reminds me of when the bomb goes off and there's kind of like a freeze frame yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And I was like, oh my God, they're actually going to kill the yeah, fucking yeah. woman, the kid and fucking Ken. Yeah. And it's confetti. And then he's left a recording like the saw killer, <laughs> like jigsaw. Which magically starts playing, saying, I'm not a child killer. <laughs> when he's dead, he fell off a building. And that literally, slap bang, was the end of the movie. That was it. It was like, okay, so there wasn't a big bomb. It was a confetti bomb. So all these serial murders amounted to nothing. The point oh. was what? Metal fingers. The point Magic. was... This is a really fucked up film. <laughs> Great film. Blood oh, Moon. mate, I've got to say at this point, um, and we talked about this when we were watching it, there really couldn't have been a better first film for this series of shows that I we're going to do together. This is exactly what we want. And this is really um, you as a listener. Um can help us out here because this is on YouTube. I'm Give gonna us put, the goods. Yeah, I'm going to put it as a link on the podcast notes. Um, please take the time to watch it because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking go it's watch fucking awesome. it. And then you watch it and you go, oh my God, this has reminded me of this film. I need to recommend this to Dave and Ramrod for their next. Now, we might have seen it. You might email, tweet us, whatever. And we'll go, oh, we've, yeah, we've seen that and that was pretty good. Um, but if you recommend us a film like this that Please. we've never seen, Please. we are going to be all over it because this is a perfect example of what we want to do with these shows. And uh, it, it, it's unbelievable, really, that for the first proper show that we record together, that this is... Yeah, this is what we want. This to do. had everything that we were looking for. Yeah, I mean the fact that we've managed to talk about it for fucking hours as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We got no idea. We got no. I mean, that's the thing. We want to watch a film. We have got no fucking idea what's going to happen next. That's what. That's what's going to make do the you, predictions. Do you know what though? Even more exciting. And and before we get to these predictions, this reminded me of going back to the video shop and picking a film off the shelf. Based on the title, based on the, oh, the blurb God, on the yeah. back or yeah, the yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. And and we've just run yeah. with it and been rewarded. Yeah. And you do not get this anymore with streaming or no. anything. 
because you're like bombarded with trailers, teaser trailers for the trailers. We knew nothing. Nothing. We went in blind. We've come out enlightened. Yeah. And damaged. <laughs> damaged. <laughs> damaged. This, this is really the thing, though, and this is what I hope is going to be the hook for this series of, of, of shows between us together, that um, we're going to watch a film that um, we've never seen. It's going to be fucking bonkers. We're going to make the predictions. Um, and then we're, I'm going to beat Dave. No, you're not. Well, let's uh, see how we got on then, Well, let's we? go on to the prediction. So, okay. as again, if you've never heard these shows, go back, click the link on the podcast notes for the previous intro episode, which I will always do for every episode going forward. Um, we have five regular predictions. We have a wild card matchup. And we have yes. the uh, Hail Mary. There is... 23 points at stake every episode. I'm taking them all, mate. What? Oh, what's it going to be? This is the thing. With a real trophy at stake in a 10-movie season. Uh, movie one. How is it going to end? Take us through it. So, Blood Moon, 1997. We started off with Next Person to Die. Now, yes. I predicted yep. Chuck, gravely wounded, by fingering and not die. Now, we did give an allowance on the points. And what happened, Dave? Yeah, now this is the thing, because this is like a new format show and we're sort of finding our feet with it and it's it's going to evolve yes. over the years because we are going to do it for yes. years. Um, because me and Ramrod have been watching films for fucking years. For too long, or until Dave dies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably going to be the first thing, actually, yeah, unfortunately. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a new thing is we can award bonus points. Because be, because you said that, I go, yeah, three points for the correct answer. You know what? That's quite specific. I'll give you a bonus point if that, if that does happen. Did I get one? Fuck me if that really happened. Straight <laughs> you, away. It was the first... <laughs> right. Three plus one, four points to Ramrod. Because Chuck got fingered and was gravely wounded. Yay. Yay. Why the fuck did I give you like a bonus point? I was right. I should have been a complete and just a twat and gone, yeah, three points and that's it. You're going to see a dark side of Dave, everybody coming out now. <laughs> as he gets a little fingering off me on the first few points. Double fingering, double metal fingering. We had Chuck and... I was correct and got four points. You got four points. So I said, the first person to die after we go back downstairs and watch the movie uh, would be the bad guy. And it was. So I just got a plain vanilla three, three points. points. He went with a boring prediction. I did. Which we all knew was going to fucking happen. Twat. So that's, <laughs> so that's Ramrod is 4-3 up at this mm. point. Fuck you. Then <laughs> we said, next naked flesh. Now, I said Gary Daniels would have his shirt off in a fight. <coughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. I got you know nothing. What? I was quite surprised by that. Why not touch on the scars again? What? Yeah. Why set the I was scars banking up? It on that. Why set the scars up and then not go back to it? They didn't. They forgot, didn't they? They Stupid did. Stupid bastards. They did. So I said 
No, there's going to be no naked flesh. So oh, I got three points. Fuck you, dickhead. So I got three, Ramrod got none. So I'm now six, four in front. Oh, oh. please do that, are you, Dave? Yeah, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so hard. Well, I'm fucking <laughs> hell. Well, let's hope this puts a bit of cold water on your cock. Next action scene. Now, Dave went with a very plain fight scene. I went with a fight between Kelly and the killer. Now, once again, at, at this again was something when we recorded the intro show. We didn't factor in. was like bonus points. And when you said that, Mike, it went, you know what, that, that's quite specific. So I'll give you three points if that happens and a bonus point. Oh, yes. Because that's... Because that's good. That's, that, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty fucking good. And we should have this leverage for giving each well, other yeah. bonus points. Um, you know, and why not? Fuck me if it didn't happen. Yes. Tell you what, mate. <laughs> and for all the listeners, if that didn't just happen, so we paused it, it exactly 60 minutes into a minute later. Kelly Ram and the killers having Ram a fucking scored four fucking points. They were having a right fucking tear <laughs> like, Why did I do that? So my prediction was it'd be a fight scene. So, you know, that was it. Um, so now we stand up. I'm nine, eight in front of you. It's close, mate. Oh, my God. Oh, this, this is, is what so we close. wanted. This, this is, is so close. Wanted. Then we went to... Now, we went straight to last line of the movie. Yeah, we did, yeah. And I put Chuck with some magic thrown in. And I was wrong. Well, again, I chucked you a, a possible bonus point. If you'd have just said Chuck, three points. You saying Chuck with the magic thrown in. I thought he was going to pull some fucking flowers out Chuck of his wrist. Chuck with a bonus point, four points to you, mate. You know, fair play for that. Um, I said a plain vanilla Chuck. I thought that's how the movie would end, just with Chuck. I wasn't going to say with, like, magic shit. Um, he didn't. He so, didn't say a fucking word. Oh, the bastard. <laughs> the bastard. <laughs> so we had Nilpois on so the So I'm still 9-8 in front. Then we went to our wild card. Wild card matchup. Now, I again went here with the killer dies by being stabbed with his own fingers. Now, I did, uh, fair enough, I did say when we recorded that first part of the show, that was quite specific. Again. You could have just said, the bad guy dies with, I don't know, and I'm not sure, that was like overly specific yeah. for the wild card. Um, and again, with, with Finding a Feet, with, you know, this new series of shows. So I just said... Ken and his wife are going to be reunited. <sighs> and they were. Within five minutes of yeah. us. Honestly, it was within five minutes of us going back to watch the rest Nothing of the Nothing to do with the fucking yeah. direction of the movie. No, no, it was like the last thing we saw with Ken and his wife, they were like 
shouting shit at each other. You only saw it for like two seconds. Yeah. And then the next thing, oh, they're at a fair together. Go, I love you. Yeah. And there was no context to it whatsoever. He's watched this fucking film before. You bastard. So, so Dave I, got the so, points. So I got three points. That now puts me 12-8 in front of Ramrod. Then we go straight to Hail Mary. Random as fuck. Before we go any further, this, as we said in the intro show, is going to be... It's a 10-season show. We add up the points after ten episodes. Uh, trophy is is given. We start again. I would be really fucking surprised if either of us get wow. a hail mary in any show through the entire, however many of these we record, because we've got to be outrageous. It's got to be out there. It's got to be outrageous, but possible. What was yours? So mine was. So that Ken puts on the bad. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> this is this is what the Hail Mary has to be. Ken not only puts on the bad guy's metal fucking stupid shoes. Like he had time to put some yeah. shoes on. Oh, oh, you've taken your shoes off. I'll put them on. And they and they dynamite me. countdown going yes. on. I've just put these shoes on. <laughs> I'll put on these shoes on. But not only that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your fingers, whichever ones you've got. Right hand, left hand, we don't know. Yeah, I don't care. And I'm going to put them on me, even though I have got fingers. I may just hold them in my hand. Too much, Dave. You went too far. I did go too far. <laughs> and I'm going, to, I'm going to kill you with those fingers. Uh, needless to say, I scored nil point. Well, that's, that applies to me as well, because my Hail Mary was the police captain is actually nice to chuck. Well, we all know that wasn't going to happen because he's a, he's a fucking racist. <laughs> so I got nothing. There you go. <laughs> press, oh. that, press that white button as well for the police captain. Oh. <laughs> go on. Press the white button. No, I'm going to do this one. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Because yeah. that was the main thing that we thought about all through this fucking movie. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Well, we got to the last point sooner, we which did. was the end credits music, and we both... We, yeah, actually, we both went for the same, the same, exactly the same thing, which was... Synth rock. With? Magic. Magic! <laughs> <laughs> Synth rock with no Instru lyrics. Yeah, instrumental. Yeah, and that ended up... Fuck all. Well, it was nice being on this one episode with you, Dave. So yeah. good luck with the rest of them. Yeah, because you're going to fuck off now because I've won this episode. Oh, it's all about you. 12 points to eight. I told you you'd see a dark the first second. one out of ten. The comeback is oh, on, my friend. This is it. Can Ramrod come back? Come back. Come. Emphasis on the come. I'll be coming, mate. I'm coming for <laughs> so, you. So, just for you, mate, because I knew I'd win this, obviously, oh, oh. As, I, I, as I knew, I'd win every fucking episode of this 10 series. I don't series. like the side of him. Yeah. I, I, I got in touch Wonder with... Wonder your mum uh, didn't like you. <laughs> you can do it at door when I win. I'm going to hit a door. I think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I know UK listeners will know uh, Neil Razor Ruddock. Indeed. The ex-footballer. Uh, 
So I got in touch with him and I said, look, you know, Razor, we've got this show going. I'm obviously going to, re- you know, beat Ramrod because yeah. he's shit. Because I'm shit. Yeah. Can you leave a message for him for when I beat him <gasps> 12 points to eight? And he said, yeah, Dave, of course I can. So, Oh, I'm mate, excited to hear this. Silbat, you know, just, you know, oh, get comfortable and here's uh, Razor just for you, mate. You're shit and you know you are. 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 Oh, fucking hell. You're fucking shit and you know you are. You sigh. You fucking shit. 12 points to fucking eight. All right, right, Dave. That's one bonus. One bonus. And I gave and I gave you Put and, your hand down. And you made Put your hand down. You made two two If you could uh, see him now, honest to God. Two bonus points that I gave you and you made it and I still beat you twelve to eight. He's a nasty bastard oh. when he gets going, isn't he? Oh this show, mate, this is taking this is bringing out this. this is bringing out the fucking Beasting me. We're going to be like Logan Paul and having a boxing match. See the way he's going. It'll be live on YouTube. You're not allowed any beer next time. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair play to you, mate. All is fair in love and war. And yeah. as a true sportsman, I'll say congratulations on yeah. your first win. Well done. Thank you. I enjoyed Blood Moon. It was awesome. And once again, um, please, the listeners, this is where you can get involved. This is exactly the type of movie yes. that we want Something to watch. If you can give tits. us a recommendation, especially, again, this is on YouTube and the link is in the podcast notes. If it's something that all of our listeners worldwide can watch, all the better. Even better. It, it'd be really, Some really... tits in the next one, please. Yeah, no tits. No like tits, no dick. So weak. Oh. Not even an ass crack. And I thought it might have been Gary Daniels' ass, Mel Gibson oh, style in this. That would have been good. But we had no nudity. So in the next yeah. one, maybe a little bit yeah. of sex wouldn't hurt. Yeah. There's nine shows to go. Who is going to win that trophy? Well, we'll see you next time. Yeah, we will see you next time. And so until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>